0: it's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at VisitspaceCoast.com. This
1: is a Piccolo Podcast production.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm your co-host, Menas, and the Australian selectors announced the Ashes squad and the World Test Championship final squad. To be specific, it's the squad for the first two tests of the Ashes and the World Test Championship final that precedes that. I am joined by my co-host from Network 10, Jaleesa Apps. Jaleesa, how are you?
1: Hi Menace, I'm very, very yes, good. good, how This are is you? continuing
2: the rumours that you and Paul cannot be in the same podcast together.
1: I oh, know, <laughs> he's on a plane no, You said something. to me before we went on, <laughs> if Paul TV turns TV. up, I'm going. Uh, yeah, I said that Paul better not be on here or I am immediately having technical issues.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining me. It, it was a fairly, I would say, lukewarm Ashes announcement. There are a couple of controversies, notably the selection of Mitch Marsh, but just what was your general takeaway when you read the squad?
1: I mean, I find it very hard and not that I, I, I want everyone to keep listening to our podcast because I'm sure we'll make some very in-depth, interesting analysis on it, but I find it very hard to get excited <laughs> or have any real reaction to these squads now because it's just every man and his dog is in there. Like, do you remember back in the day where the squad was like, you know, the general lineup and then maybe a couple of spare bowlers, uh, a spare batter? Like, it, it, I mean, everyone's in there now. So I really <laughs> – it's pretty hard to miss out on the squad.
2: <laughs> and also, I guess, as well, they've hedged their bets, this Ashes, where they are changing it after the first two tests. So – if you don't make the squad here, you might find yourself playing the last three tests anyway. So it's not a, it's not a particularly weighty announcement. No. Anyway, uh, look, but, but were you, so no general takeaways when you read it, just kind of general oh, well, ambivalence, general oh, that's my sort guess. of, ambival- was- you've been burnt, sports journalism's destroying you.
1: Well, yeah, general lukewarm reaction, but the only, the one thing that really did stand out, for me, reading the squad, was uh, the omission of Cameron Bancroft because I was pretty certain he, if we were going just on his form, he'd played himself into the side uh, with his Sheffield Shield form. But um, I imagine maybe that's a bit of a hangover of not wanting to have too much controversy surrounding him and Warner, him being back in the side Mm -hmm. and keep the whole Sanford. Paper narrative going. I hadn't um, thought of that one. Yeah, I, that was the real glaring omission for me. Mitch Marsh was not particularly interesting to me like it was for everyone else. So I was like, yeah, well, he's, he, I mean, yeah, he's in there again. Okay. Uh, he also has been playing fairly well. So um, that wasn't a shock to me. Everyone led today their news uh news sites and including ours and and if i had been the journal on it i would as well with david warner being back and really that's not that interesting i mean i would have done the exact same thing had i been doing the story i was doing rugby league but when you really think about it it's a squad it doesn't mean he's back in the team of course he was going to be in the squad i found it not particularly that interesting
2: No I mean everyone's been talking about David Warner I guess that's the real debate and he's such a big name he just um, you know sells papers and stuff so I I, I didn't think that was a big surprise you know it was surprising Pat Cummins was named Skipper so they gave it back to him.
1: What? You were not! You were (laughs) not! Oh my god you're lying!
2: I'm just winding you up. Um, yes, Pat. So, um,
1: I gonna so say, this is going to be another stupid take of yours that it's going to infuriate no. me already.
2: No, no, there was no way they were going to name Steve Smith ahead of him. Um, I was just pulling your leg. So they named a 17-player squad uh, led by Cummins, Steve Smith, the vice captain. And I thought for the listeners, we're going to go through it sort of uh, with the batters and bowlers. I also also um. Asked George Bailey a couple of questions today to press comments. So I'll play those. Uh, but let's start with the batting lineup. So what they've done is they've picked the top six. So Warner, Kawaja, Labashane, Smith, Head and Green. And you, unless there's an injury, I reckon you can pencil that in for the World Test Championship final. And then... Um, the spare batters, they've got Marcus Harris and uh, Matt Renshaw. Uh, and then they've got Mitch Marsh as Cameron Green's backup. So they've sort of taken nine batters. Uh, I think it leaves the fast bowling a bit short. We'll get to that. Uh, I mean, Harris and Renshaw and Mitch Marsh is the three backups doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence, I've got to say. I
1: know. I, I tend to disagree. Like I'm, again, I'm a little bit indifferent uh, Harris was maybe a little bit of a surprise for me. I thought maybe he, he was past it a bit. What What about you?
2: Well, I thought once he got a contract, that that seemed to indicate they were going to take him on the ashes. And he's averaging mid twenty in Test cricket with the bat. He's played fourteen Test matches, but he has played a lot of cricket in England over the last three seasons. He plays a lot of county cricket, That's and he true. scored. He scored consistent runs. So uh, they see something in him, um, the selectors. I'm, I'm not sure I favour him over Renshaw. I think Ren- Renshaw um, looks a slightly better test player to me. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, Renshaw um, sealed his um, passport when he scored those 200s for Australia A a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, did rule out, you know, Pete Hanscom and Aaron Hardy and a couple of the other players so, yeah, not, no real surprises with the batting. I, I thought um, it was as expected, but I, I'm surprised they took Mitch Marsh because he's you know averaging mid-20s with the bat. He's played a lot of test cricket. I think we've seen him develop into a very good white ball player, a very good white ball player, but um, he hasn't shown the same consistency against the red ball. He doesn't play enough red ball cricket. And, and to me... I would have rather have seen them take uh, Aaron Hardy, the young Western Australian, or any kind of look to the future.
1: Oh, uh, I see. I never agree with the whole looking to the future thing, and I never, I particularly, never agree with it. Um, and with no disrespect to any other nation, but when you're playing England and India, I just think you take. Your best that are there. It's interesting point that you made about make about Hanscom because it probably would have been handy to you know have your another backup wiki keeper. But um, yeah, so I wouldn't have been unhappy if he had been included.
2: Well, I also think a right-hander might have been good because, you know, we know how devastating Stuart Broad can be against top-order left-handed players. You've got Warner Kawaja, who are being backed up essentially by Harris and Renshaw. So Broad's going to have a field day. Uh, I guess, you know, Bancroft is probably the unlucky one there, Um, probably ahead of Hanscom. The fact that Bancroft is a right-hander, average 60 in the shield. You know, should the selectors have gone that way, I know you said it before. Uh, the West Australian fans will agree that Bancroft should go there. But I think the matchup against Broad is worrying. Um, although I think on the weekend, Broad did sure. bowl Bancroft with an absolute Jaffa. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, I just think Mitch Marsh, we've seen what he can do. I'm, I'm just not sure we're going to. If he was walking out to bat and the ball seeming around, I'm just not sure I'd be very confident. Okay. All right, so that's the um, the batting lineup, uh, but I think you can so you can you can pretty much pencil in that top six I said before. But then I reckon all bets are off for the first Ashes Test if David Warner fails against India in the World Test Championship final. I I think there's a real chance he doesn't start that first Ashes Test.
1: Uh, I disagree. I think just against England, um, they would at least give him that first test.
2: Okay, you think they'll give him a couple of tests?
1: Well, yeah, against England, yeah, I do.
2: Okay, because, uh, I don't know, reading between the lines, uh, Bailey didn't seem too committal in the press conference today to that. Sure, I know no, he's not going to, you know, give you the Ashes team now, but, yeah, I think they're, they're really wary of, I don't know, throwing Warner out there if he's not in form. I mean, we saw him average under 10 last tour. It's very concerning.
1: I I disagree. I think there's a pattern. I mean, I I wasn't in in Bailey's Zoom um, on the press conference, so I don't know what he said. But I also feel like he's also not going to – he's not going to reveal, you know, the lineup because he doesn't know at this point. But I don't think Warner – I think they would err on the side of holding on to putting Warner out there too long – over pulling him too early because that has just been a pattern in Australian cricket.
2: I mean, you're right. If you go by the way they've treated Finch and other senior players in the past, they will give him as much opportunity as possible.
1: It's just an Australian cricket thing. I mean, you think way back to Ponting and, you know, it just happens.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, look, if he fails, I'm telling you, if, if Warner you know, looks out of form in that World Test Championship final, the selectors will be very nervous whatever they do. Just going back to Aaron Hardy, uh, you know, he's a great prospect. He He's a little bit like Cameron Green, for those who haven't seen him plays. He's a tall, strong, strapping all-rounder from the scorches. He, he bats, he can bat in the top six and bowl. I do think he's a better prospect than Mitch Marsh. Um, now, I asked George Bailey about him, and he's what he had to say.
3: Uh, yeah, we're really excited. I think uh, Hards is another one who had a, um, he's had another really good year, um, first class year and, and performed really well. On the Australia A Tour, great to see him get 100 there. Um, you know, had the opportunity to captain one of the games as well, which was fantastic. Um, so we, you yeah, know, really pleased with his progression. Um, and I think no doubt in, um, in time, you know, his name will be very much a part of these conversations around. But um, at the moment, uh, yeah, Cam and and Mitch, um, uh, we still see ahead of him. So they love Mitch Marsh. I mean, he's a
2: great team guy, uh, but Aaron Hardy is very, very talented. The one thing um, George Bailey did say is they want to play an all-rounder. So if Cameron Green's injured, they wouldn't, say, put Renshaw at six. They'd want Mitch Marsh to play.
1: Okay. Well, then that makes sense.
2: So they're taking Carey and Inglis, the two wicket keepers. I don't think there's any surprises there. Are you happy with Carey being our first choice wicket keeper?
1: Uh, yep, yep. That's, that would be what I'd go with. I don't think there's um there's a reason to go with anyone else. There's no one better, really.
2: Yeah, no, I think Carey and Inglis are a good one too. So that's good for them. And then you've So this is where – and then you've got the two spinners, Nathan Lyon and Todd Murphy. I think you, easy, no surprises there. And then you've got the four quicks, Pat Cummins, Mitchell Stark, Josh Hazelwood, and Scott Boland. Now, I thought this was interesting to only take four quicks. Um, you, it doesn't leave them a big squad. Um, were you surprised at that?
1: Yeah, that was really surprising. Just, um, just because if you're going to take a squad this big or you're going to announce a squad this big, What's another couple of quicks? And also, because you've seen uh, Josh Hazelwood um, struggle with injury, uh, obviously yep. Stark had that finger injury. I don't, I don't think Josh Hazelwood's quite uh, well. I mean, he hasn't really um, he's overcome that that injury, but I mean, not long ago. So, and it's pretty significant. So, uh, I'm really surprised that you wouldn't just include probably maybe Jai Richardson.
2: Yeah, well, I think Michael Neeser or Sean Abbott are the two. And look, I asked George Bailey about it, and again, they're kind of using county cricket to prepare some players.
3: Have a listen to this. Uh, yeah, we're really excited. I think uh, Hards is another one who had a um. We saw that clip. Listen to this one. Oh, uh, potentially, I think we're we're still sort of. Um, Josh Hazelwood is still building to um to his back to his full capacity um through the IPL. So hopefully he gets a few games over there in the back half of that tournament and starts to, to ramp up his um, his return. And and I think the other advantage, um, well, the, the handy thing we have is that we've got Sean Abbott and, and Michael Nisa um, over there playing county cricket. So they're obviously on the ground playing lots of cricket so we can, um, we can call on them if we need. So that's what they've kind of done.
1: Then why not just name and... them in the squad? You've effectively named them in the squad without naming them in the squad.
2: Yeah, I know, I'm sure both of those players would like to be around the squad.
1: Um, I think there's a, there's a lot to be said, like just because you name someone in the squad doesn't mean you can't say, but stay in County cricket and like, you know, that's like, stay doing that. I, why wouldn't you just name them in the squad? So at least you can give them a bit of a confidence of you're right there. You're just, you're just behind a few blokes at the moment.
2: And you can easily lose two fast bowlers. Um, and need to bring in cavalry. So I think they should have actually named another fast bowler in the squad. Um, but look, we'll see. I think we'll see after the first two tests of the Ashes, Nisa or Abbott come into that uh, squad and maybe one or two of the the batters go out. Um, but, yeah, that's, so that's the Ashes squad. Jaleesa, you're very, very um, uninspired by it. I, I'm not too... I'm not, no, 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 no.
1: I'm not uninspired by it. It's just... It's just a big squad, like it, nothing, this doesn't mean anything to me until I see the team.
2: Okay, and I guess looking at the squad now, uh, do you think Australia can go and win the Ashes?
1: I mean, the, again, like the the difference between your best combination there and your worst combination there is so far apart that I think you couldn't possibly, there's a combination in there that can win the Ashes, I'll say that, but whether they pick that combination or not that that will be the telling point, won't it?
2: Yeah and I, I guess I, I don't mind the squad but I do the, the, the concern I had before was what I flagged you know a lot of left-handed batters in in, in English conditions has done well for England in the past. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in Mitch Marsh as a backup to Cam Green. I think Mitch Marsh is a great white ball cricketer. And I guess if Australia decides to fight fire with fire and maybe play a baseball style, he could do that. But, yeah, I mean, a lot's going to ride on sort of Kowaja, Smith, Labashane and Green and Head in that top order, you know, making massive scores. Um, and then giving, you know, the greatest train attack something to bowl at. And there's no way Hazel was going to play five tests. You're right about that. That's a significant injury. He's just playing T20 cricket at the moment or just about to. He won't play six tests with the World Test Championship final. So the Victorians will be happy to know. Uh, Scotty Bolton will definitely play a lot of test cricket this summer in England.
1: Do you think any of those fast bowlers will play six? Because I don't.
2: I think... Um, I think physically Cummins and Stark could. Uh, um, I do. I, I think they've got the capacity to, but whether they can or whether they'll be able to it just depends on, I guess, how long the test matches go for and stuff.
1: It's a pretty tight turnaround between that second and third test.
2: Mm. Well, we've got some questions here. Um, Namangag, uh, Naman Garg, as an Aussie fans, if you were given only one option of the World Test Championship or the Ashes in England, which would you choose? A delicious question. What would you choose, Jale- Jaleesa?
1: Oh, hands down, obviously, in Ashes. I don't think anyone would pick a World Test Championship. And maybe in uh, years to come it'll mean more, but right now it doesn't have – I like the fact that it's given Test Cricket another point of interest, but right now it doesn't have the same feeling behind it, does it?
2: No. And also the fact that Australia hasn't won a series in England since 2001. Uh, That's just a stain on Australia's cricket record. So – Absolutely. I'm with you. Um, both would be nice. I'm expecting a draw on Ashes, actually. That's my early gut feeling. All right. Brewer, 74. Some more runs from Kerry would be good. Could be destructive with green down the order. I, I agree with that. I think Kerry would like yeah. some more runs. He's, he's been slightly inconsistent, but he's shown a lot. Inglis, um, though, is, is the goods. Ah, uh, Amit. Pat Cummins' captaincy will be exposed in the World Test Championship final and Ashes, with Australia losing both.
1: Is this your um, so, burner so all, account?
2: No, it's it's not my burner account. So, all jokes aside, you know how much I like Pat Cummins. This is just, uh, you know, he's a great, he's a, a great guy, a great leader. Uh, but I mean, you know, just quite seriously, did you see something in Smith in the end of that Indian series that you didn't see when he had the captaincy before? And do you think he's a better captain than Pat Cummins?
1: No. No, I don't think he's a better captain. Captaincy is a lot more than just on the field. So, no, do I think – I mean, Steve Smith off the field in terms of media performance was terrible. Like, he was never – oh, he's never terrible. He never said anything overtly bad, but he he was never overly interesting or had a – or particularly seemed like he even liked talking – to the media, and that's a lot of part of captaincy as well. It's far more than just what happens on the field. And I don't think Pat Cummins is ever above asking Steve Smith, hey, mate, what do you think I should do? I think he would do that. So I don't think there's any – I don't think Steve Smith – you've got to let it go. I'm sick of it. I'm not.
2: I'm asking you a question.
1: I'm so sick of it. Yeah, but you (laughs) ask me every damn – yeah, but but
2: but 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 since like halfway through the Indian tour, like you go online now and there's like you know, probably thousands of articles about Smith's captaincy at the end of that Indian yeah, tour. Of course, it's, it's
1: it's, yes. it's
2: so I'm ahead of the narrative. I'm I I, I, I ahead was ahead of the of narrative story. that was three yep. months ago. Yeah, and I was talking about it six months ago. So um what I'm saying is though you so you think Pat Cummins is a good captain? I I think he's a good captain in seaming conditions. I think Smith showed his superior nous in spinning conditions. Um, But yes, so I mean that's the old squad. You
1: also have to forget, remember, and I hate holding Smith accountable to this, but he did end up failing as a captain. Like, unfortunately, that legacy will never go away. So you can't Absolutely keep. And I and a hundred percent think he should be captain as many games as we need him to, but doesn't mean that I think he should be best over preferred over Pat Cummins. I think oh, I think I I'm, I wish I, I miss Paul.
2: <laughs> you, uh, no, you don't. You well, maybe you two should sort out your little shenanigans. But um, <laughs> uh, 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 well, look, I don't want to go. I, I think they're both doing a great job. I think the Smith-Cummins era is a good one. It it is just – it's so sort of against the way Australian captaincy's been in the past where, uh, you know, as you said before, six tests. Maybe Cummins can't play all six tests. Maybe he plays four of the six and Smith, you know, is captain a third of those. Um, So – yeah, I don't think strange. that
1: he will play all of them. I, if I was betting, I, I would say I don't think any of those fast bowlers are going to play all of them, uh, particularly if they all go um, the length, which I imagine they would. So, but I don't mean. But I don't. I don't understand why that comes into debate of whether who's a better captain. Well, who cares? Because well,
2: it's important. Because <laughs> winning matters. Captaincy matters.
1: Yeah, but they're they're much too muchness, like. I, I don't. Well,
2: now I now, just now think... you now sounding like Paul. What? Now you sounding like Paul. Now I'm
1: sounding like Paul. I know. Yeah. Paul and I are on the same wavelengths with this. You forget. Do you think? Do you think that uh, when Steve Smith is not captain, he's all he's then a, he's then mute out there? Like he still has an opinion. He can still give his like. And I'm sure Pat Cum- Cummins is not above taking it.
2: I agree, uh, but there's something different about oh, when are you going to bring up Justin
1: Langer? Come on, come on.
2: Wow. You brought him up. You and Paul just cannot get him out of your head. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, anyway, well, okay. So, so let's just wrap this up because. So
1: Let's wrap it up.
2: <laughs> let's wrap this up. So didn't know. So the three selectors, George Bailey, Tony Dottermaid, and Andrew McDonald's from this squad. So, you know, the, top six then they've gone Mitch Marsh, Renshaw, Harris, no surprise with the bowling, Todd Murphy the backup spinner. Do you give them a pass mark?
1: Yes uh, absolutely what I mean yes there was no other aside from Bancroft which I, I feel like was a decision not based on form then I give a pass mark.
2: All right. I guess I'm still a bit unsure about the Mitch Marsh thing. I think if you're going to take another batter, it probably should have been Bancroft there. I know they want to back up for green, but geez, I I, I just go back to what I said before. I think the England bowlers will be looking at this squad going, yeah, we, we, can, we can win against this Aussie batting lineup. I, I really do. So that's Did my concern. Did anyone
1: ask the Bancroft question? Did anyone in that presser today, did anyone ask about Bancroft? And
2: what was his response? So so his response was he was close. um, But basically, um, Renshaw and Harris are ahead of Bancroft and Hanscom at the moment, and that uh, he really likes what Bancroft's done. And there's, you know, going to be test cricket next summer and the summer after that, and Bancroft will be definitely in their considerations for that. Um, And I think alluding to the fact that Khawaja and Warner are both – not going to be around for much longer
1: but it's a bizarre bizarre decision I mean to say then (laughs) okay well he'll be the summer after that or the whatever after that so what when Warner retires or what like what 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 is the point there what is the point of that answer I'm really confused by that
2: I think he was just trying to be nice Uh, he actually said if you George Bailey is such a nice guy I think he, he said a few things, and then when he was questioned on it, he just went back to, well, um, you know, Renshaw and Harris are ahead of Bancroft and Hanscom. So, will we see? What, look, let's he, see.
1: Why do you think Bancroft wasn't picked?
2: For some reason, they're they really keen on Harris because giving him the contract was uh, very. Uh, look, I know one thing that George Bailey said that he wanted to instill when he took over the as chief selector was he wanted to sort of make pecking orders actually mean something and that so Harris has worked really hard and he was the spare batsman for a lot of last summer and the summer before and when he's gone back to play domestic cricket he scored a lot of runs so Bailey's thinking is well uh, I should what has Harris done to be knocked down the pecking order so that's why Harris has maintained his spot And I do like that kind of consistency. Uh, I don't know sort of where Renshaw fits into that as opposed to Bancroft. I guess those Australia Raid performances are probably ahead of the Shield, got him over the line.
1: I can't, just given Bancroft's form in Shield, I can't help but speculate that there was an avoidance of an uncomfortable narrative.
2: Mm, Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. I find Bancroft, um,
1: which I'm not saying is a bad decision, by the way. If you're trying to get, if you're trying to eliminate any possible distractions or pressure on the side, I'm not saying that that's a bad decision, but I find that that w- I I can't help but. But wonder isn't that, that bloody maybe. unfair,
2: though? Well, because yeah. Smith and Warner are playing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would be unfair. Uh hundred percent. Uh, some would say he made his bed. But uh, yeah, it would be unfair. It would be really unfair if you can't play yourself back into a test side because of that. But the He's another the but
0: another
1: but another way of looking at it: Well, is it unfair to all those other players who had nothing to do with it, and then will be asked about it, and then would it would just create this whole other pressure, and maybe you just had to protect them. I mean, I, I but I can't help that maybe part of that had to have played into it
2: i'm not sure about that i don't i think if anything they want to get him back in and cricket australia would love the redemption story you know can you imagine bancroft scoring 100 a test 100 but, then, know, what be... it,
0: but,
1: but then how uncomfortable story is it if um you know warner's maybe not back to form in the first and then there's this kind of shootout for the position between him and bancroft how uncomfortable is that
2: Maybe. I don't know. Do you you really think that stuff still lingers on between them?
1: Absolutely. Not not necessarily between them, but in terms of the media writing about it, in terms of the speculation, the interest, the social media going wild for it, of course it lingers on. People would – can you imagine if that happened? Imagine if they had to compete for a position, these two players that were involved in the – arguably the second biggest or the biggest incident in Australian cricket and this is how that narrative's come around. In the middle of trying to win a test series, uh, 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 Ashes series, it's probably a lot of pressure on that whole side. I, I can't help but think that part of you would want to avoid that if you were a selector.
2: Maybe. I'm not uh, look. I just find Bancroft very disappointing to look at to watch. Bat he's so boring. So I'm not. I'm not disappointed. He's not picked. But I, I don't know if. There, I mean, if if there's sort of a lingering dynamic that they're trying to avoid. Like maybe it is cleaner if Bancroft comes into the team when Warner retires. And there's as you say, there's no sort of crossover because those are the two at the center of the scandal. Smith was on the periphery. All right. Well, but anything remember else?
1: Remember, there was like. That- uh, remember, you know, there's still been like interviews. I think it was in 2021 he made that interview. He he, he did another. Uh, there was another interview, and it sort of brought it all up again, wasn't there?
2: Yes, and he kind like of it, it, um, he insinuated that maybe other people knew, and then he said it was sort of taken out of context. Um,
1: yeah, so it, he, it, it, could, it lingers years later.
2: Look, Cam, I will say Cameron Bancroft and this is no offence, he's a lovely guy, he's not good behind a microphone. So obviously you throw him into international cricket, you're right, they'll be asking him all sorts of questions and who knows what he'll say. I mean, he's – but I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks just he deserves another shot. Just he's he's scored enough runs, he's done it for long enough. Eventually –
1: You were just saying you agreed with the decision and he's boring. (laughs)
2: I oh, know, but I think it's like part of me, like for the story, like for this guy who made one mistake, I know he brought it on himself, but I guess if he could have, a, you know, even just a short successful test career and that not be just remembered for the guy that took a piece of sandpaper onto a ground in South Africa.
1: For sure. I hope one day he does come back.
2: I mean, I know you think I'm a real prick, Jaleesa, but, you know, there's like a really little pe- part of me that's actually quite nice. It's very small, but it's there.
1: Oh no, I know you're like a, um, you know that lolly. What's it called? It's like orange on the outside, and then you crack it, and it's all soft on the inside. That's like you.
2: Some fat. Anyway, um, so Julisa, <laughs> thank you. Um, look, I think that's it for the Ashes squad. We've wrapped it up. We're both lukewarm about it. Uh, my early prediction is I think it's going to be a drawn series. That's my, I think Australia will retain the Ashes. It'll be two two, and um, yeah, I think. That, that, that's my early look and we'll win the world we'll smash India in the world test championship final we're absolutely going to annihilate them they'll be they'll all be so tired from playing in the IPL they'll come over we'll win in three days it'll be an absolute shellacking so I think Australia's going to win the world test championship final and come home with the ashes and I've got to say i take that if you offered to me that right now, I'd take it. Would you take that scenario, Jaleesa? You win the World Test Championship, you draw the Test Series against England and keep the urn. No. I like it. You won the Ashes. You want a 4-0 want a Series win. Yep. Do you remember 2001? How old were you?
1: Uh or roughly, roughly, Or roughly? 10. Okay.
2: So do you remember Australia ever winning in England?
1: Uh, you know what the hard question here, and I find this a lot with cricket, do I remember it or do I remember seeing it later? I can never tell. Mm. Like I, I you know I've seen the images and everything. I can't remember if I remember that or I can't remember if that's a memory I have of seeing it later. So I find that really hard. Like, do you know, I really think that I remember those Raiders premierships, the Canberra Raiders. Sorry to bring rugby league up. Paul will be loving this. The Canberra Raiders premierships in the mid-90s, I really truly feel in my heart like I remember that. But then I, when I do the math, I'm like, I'm sure I probably was too young to remember that. So who knows?
2: Raiders what, what's that? Is that a cricket team um, I um, went to the 2001 Ashes so I remember when Australia last won there I went to the Lords test match on my honeymoon and Australia won on the fourth morning it was a brilliant day Australia won that series Amazing. 4-1 Mark wore 108 hopefully you can see a test victory Where, what ground are you going to Headingley
1: Headingley day one so that's the third test uh, and no doubt it will rain
2: yeah. Okay. Good luck. There's some great bars around there, so if it does rain, you'll have a good time anyway.
1: Well, all right, the Elise. media, and we know, and everyone will be there. So I'll just have to drink my sorrows. Yes.
2: Yeah, so you're gonna. You're gonna get to try and. Um, you're not gonna be doing any work, just podcast work.
1: Yeah. Uh Oh. Am I doing podcast work? Okay. Uh Yeah. Only work if they really need me. But this is a holiday.
2: Okay. Good. All right, Jaleesa, well, thanks for wrapping up the Ashes Squad. Um, we'll catch up soon. Thank you.
0: On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at VisitspaceCoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.